when did it stop being fun? Jesus came to give us life abundant. Somewhere along the way, religiosity has squashed the joy of the relationship Jesus intended. Welcome to The Easy Wife, a podcast of grace and the promises of the new covenant. Two sisters, one savior, and a wealth of fun. Hi, I'm Jamie Amarine, and this is my sister, Stacy Todd. Hello. And we're in a real studio. I know. I feel super professional right now. I know. <laughs> it's so fun. We've made it. We, we finally made it. We finally made it out of the suburban, out of the rifle range, out of the closet. Where else have we recorded? <laughs> Literally out of the closet, not... Yeah. Well, because we, we were, were in, in the, the closet, closet recording. recording. Right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, this We've come a long way, and we actually have a real professional person that is producing this podcast. <laughs> well, our, our fiber guy was so good, but we, he was having to mess with all of our... Well, we, we were in the car. Yeah. <laughs> we were really challenged. <laughs> with the sound quality, he was like, really? Okay. <laughs> I'd email him and go, okay, this time we were recording in the Suburban. <laughs> and it was all because of wind. I know. And dad blasted wind. It was awful, wasn't it? This we couldn't get away. Well, I don't know if it was about the wind or about our sound equipment <laughs> that picked up every sound that... Our children beating our children each other. beating each other in the other room. We couldn't get away. We couldn't. There was no fake in it. Mm-mm. We had, and some people just haven't been listening to us forever, so they don't know the situation. Well, and I think they always go back to the first one, because it has the most listens. So I don't ever know. Should we take them down and start over? I talked to my friend today about that. My friend Janet Newberry um, at JanetNewberryCompany.com. You should check her out. Anyway. We were talking about this very thing and talking about when we first started out blogging. She was asking me some things about podcasting, and I was like, oh, man, we've learned so much in the time we've been doing this. And we sometimes wish we could just, like, take the old ones down because Mm -hmm. they were not very good. We just didn't know what we were doing, and we just jumped right in like (laughs) we did. And I've been seeing people that, like, they prepare to launch Forever and right. ever and ever and ever. And we're like, oh, that's a that was an idea. idea. But that's kind of how I started blogging. So, <laughs> I was held hostage in a room at, at Mount Hermon, and there were three authors that were like, "You're not leaving here until you start a blog." And so I was like, Good "Okay." Point. <laughs> well, anyway, when I said that to her, she was like, "Oh my gosh, with my blog, I am horrified at some of the st- earlier stuff." But you can't worry about that. Like, you can't worry about that. You just—it's authentic. We're so authentic, people. Mm-hmm. If we're we're nothing else if not authentic. <laughs> but in this particular episode, there will be no edits that have to be done removing one of us from beating our children. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Touching. Exactly. So today's episode is brought to you as always by our Rodan and Fields Consulting. You can email us at theeasywife at gmail.com to learn about all these great things that we have like Lash Boost and free shipping, lots of free stuff right now. But we are most grateful to this um, KGMZ, which is life-changing music here in Abilene, Texas. And you can listen to them online, follow them on Facebook, which we're trying to get them to 1,500. We've got them over 1,000. And then awesome. you just they're start great. hitting it. I mean, they're awesome. They're our staple in Abilene and 88.1 FM if you're looking for them. But you can also listen to them online. And they have been so gracious in letting us come and record here in an actual studio with an actual producer and actual equipment. He just re-recorded our intro, which is why you were like, hey, what's this? Why does this sound so awesome? Why do they have such clarity? And will they speak clarity into our lives? We will do our best. We'll we'll do our best. So this season, we're still on season three. This is episode three. We're behind because we had to get moved, but we have some great things going on. So the first week we talked with Katie Reed, Katie M. Reed. That was awesome. And um, I think it's fair now to say that her big announcement was that she got a book deal. Ta-da! Yay, Yay, Katie. So awesome. And then then the last um, episode was with Jeanette, Jeanette Haskam, who... Is also awesome. Awesome. And she talked about her book, um, The Suddenly Single... uh, Mom. Yes. Which I just love. And then one of the other reasons we moved, which we haven't had this set up yet, but guys, I got an email from One Fit Widow. Yeah. And she wants to, she said that she would like to come on the show and talk. So I am. I know. We're like getting people. Real people. <laughs> Katie and Jean- Jeanette, of course, no, are I real. Know. But no, like I'm people talking that about we don't them. know. Yeah, but people we don't know, too. Yeah, they're our friends. Yeah. 
and so that's a solid. Right. And then but the other one, know us. and I don't know how I'm going to do this yet because I'm actually supposed to go have lunch with her, but you know, um, I started her blog for her, Fairing Clark, Clark Reese. Oh, she's she amazing. She was a, a bride oh, for the they're first, gonna love her. first time ever when she was 80, I think. And she'd never been married and she got married and she was married for five months when her Cecil passed away. And she is she's the, a hoot. Yeah. She's a hoot. And she just, oh my gosh. Single people need to listen to her. Widowed people need to listen to her. And just people in general need to Married listen to her. Married people. All of Every, us. All we of can us. all learn. Because she just is such. So wise. So wise and such grace and such spunk. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say which is going to come first. Um, because we, like I said, we don't, know. we don't know. But we're talking about the wife life this season for season three. Um, this is season three, episode three of the of um, the easy wife and it's the wife life and we're talking about being a wife no matter what that looks like <laughs> like with Jeanette last time and she was a wife and then all of a sudden she wasn't right and it's your identity yeah it's part of your identity right. for sure and I think oh, so I just turned in Stacey knows because she's looking at me I've been a hot mess for about well my whole life but also the last was it 21 days that I wrote my second book. So I wrote two books this year. Um, Sacred Ground Sticky Floors and the working titles Sacred Ground Sticky Floors of Noble Birth comes out next October. Stolen Jesus comes out this October. Um, and I wanted to write it. I, I, when I sent it to Kathleen, I said, this comes from the rawest place that I've ever been because I'm we're having a hard time. Right. Um, just sometimes it's the best place to write from. I mean, yeah. I'll, so some of it was like she might want to call the loony bin but I did I wrote it from a very raw place and I did an entire section on marriage and I I I was I would say we're happily married like we have a secure marriage but yeah but the one thing that kept coming up over and over in this book which is about our identity as daughters you know that our our motherhood didn't negate our daughterhood Right. We're still daughter. So I've, I find myself praying from a place of what my kids need and then my brokenness based on what my kids are going through and kind of ignoring my needs as just daughter. This is where I am. And then I think the other thing that I realized in this process is that, um, you know, it's two become one in marriage. However, I can't fully understand Justin's grief and he can't fully understand my grief. And I think forever I thought this is what it looks like to be perfectly Christianized married and he should be a deacon in the church and he should own four ties and he should do this, this and this and this because this is what a Christian looks like, a Christian husband looks like. Um, leading Bible studies, leading in the Bible morning. studies, praying with the kids before breakfast, you know, spiritually leading. And I had all of these things that I put on Justin as what he should be doing. And we weren't going to be blessed until he did these things. Right. So Your then blessing it's, counted on his leading you spiritually. Right. And so, but then in this process of us, um, trans, uh, we had a long-term foster placement that has moved home and, um, and then we took on a new foster placement um, right after that that was injured. And our son graduated. He's a Marine now. And then our daughter eloped, and which was great. So nobody misunderstand this because people keep sending me emails telling me that they're are sorry. Okay? And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. She saved me thousands of dollars. <laughs> and she did, she did what she wanted to do. Yeah, she was so happy. She was so happy. She still awesome. is happy. And yeah. it's. And so you don't have to feel sorry for me. I'm golden. But um, but the idea that we can be two, but we can also be one. Right. And I think that that always goes back to daughtership is to, um, he loves me. He loves Justin, but he loves me too. He's, you know, caring for it's me. It's an individual. It's an individual thing. Mm-hmm. But I loved, so Stacey came bolting into my house today <laughs> and she was like, I have the best idea. For our next podcast, and it is, go ahead, Reckless Love. Reckless Love, which I would say is definitely what we've got going on here. (laughs) It's totally reckless. It's completely reckless. Well, this is how much we prepare for our podcast. 
you just totally gave it away because it was today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we decided we're always going over ideas. And then sometimes we just, we write down ideas and we get back to them. And sometimes we just feel really passionate and like fired up and we want to go with it. Like I wish we could have recorded today, which was one thing that was nice about recording on our house minus vandals killing each other and wind blowing the freaking roof off while Mm -hmm. we recorded was that we could just go with something Mm -hmm. but obviously that wasn't working and god (laughs) opened other doors for us so and it is nice to get out of the house tonight and go get an iced sweet tea tea. go get a peach tea and mine's apricot (laughs) (laughs) that's harder to say with accent um anyway so reckless love and the reason i got the idea was I'm probably totally out of the Christian loop here. And people are like, oh, yeah, that's been a song forever. I think it's a pretty popular Christian band. It was written in 1820. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's fairly newer than that. But when I said it to my kids, I actually asked them what the name of it was. And they had just gotten back from church camp. And they were like, oh, I know. I love that song. It's called Reckless Love, which that phrase is is in the song. So I could have guessed that. Anyway, my point being, um, I believe it's by Bethel. We'll put it in the podcast notes. But I was in church. My two children, my 15 and 14-year-old, went to church camp, came back, wanted to be baptized, was fabulous. We were thrilled. Um, And so they were baptized this Sunday. It was an awesome day. And I was already a total disaster, if you can only imagine. Um, Crying and happy cry, but I was a mess. And the song came on, Reckless Love. And it was talking about God loving recklessly and so the early the next morning I got up and I was writing just about that thought I was like wow I mean I don't know maybe people have said that in the past have you ever heard anybody say that about God loving recklessly I don't know you kind of looked at me like I was crazy when I was saying it but because we want God to be this steady someone you can count on I mean reckless is not something I mean that sounds like a a bad thing right? right But the song was speaking about, it referenced, and this is in more than one uh, book of the Bible, but I, the, the parable about the shepherd leaving his 99 sheep for the one, mm-hmm. and it says he leaves the 99. Mm-hmm. And so our scripture today will be Luke 15, 4. Suppose one of you has 100 sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? I just get chills when I read that because it's, it is this reckless love. Like he pursues us and loves us so fully and completely without any need for, I mean, he, he wants us to love him back, but he knows when he does it that we may not. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the recklessness comes in. It's like he doesn't do it to get something in return. He just does it because that's who he is. And he's so perfect about it. And so as I was writing that, I kind of was just meditating on that thought. And it was just like this overflow of joy of that, how he has reckless abandon for loving us Mm -hmm. and pursuing us and never giving up on us. And it's not for him. And I was thinking about how we differ in that as wives, as mothers, as friends, as daughters to human parents is that we love usually to get that in return. I mean, we're not loving for that other person necessarily. We typically are loving or acting in love for some outcome. Well, even if it was to build, um, and I always used to say this when I did marriage counseling, you know, we go into a relationship and I was even thinking this yesterday I looked so bad yesterday I was didn't have any makeup on I had like my hair up and I walked past the mirror and I was like oh yuck and when you're first in a relationship there's no way I would have ever let Justin get up see early. Like I was like yeah get up get early, early put mascara on mascara on and when we were first married you know I I always wanted to look perfect and then there's the part where you let down but I remember in marriage counseling um when I first started doing marriage counseling long before I ever heard anything about the message of grace or loving well, um, that that's what I, I told people is, um, make sure that you always are women. I mean, I'm ashamed to say it, but I did make sure you look good. You looked good when you were trying to land him. Why wouldn't you try to continue to look good? And it's because it's that if then, well, if I look good, then he'll love me. 
And if he loves me, then I'll be happy. And it's not really realistic. Well, and that is not always true. Mm-mm. So um, I feel like it's more about now is just being in a safe place of a relationship where I can have those days where I just don't feel like it. And my husband will have compassion for me that I don't have to get over it. Or he'll get over it. Yeah, or he'll get over it and just be like, I'm sure you're tired of putting your face on every day. It's ridiculous. Well, and isn't that... This is interesting. And I know, of course, we'll we'll talk more about it. But isn't that exactly where you where I know where I am in the grace message is that 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 place of rest where I'm not you know Jojo the talking monkey anymore and and it's it was such a long habit a long time habit of thinking that that's how I would make God love me or bless me or take care of me was by the stuff I was doing right and actually here's where everything changes for me so people will be um hard on this message for this for this very reason i'm not saying don't like if your husband likes to see any makeup i'm not saying stop doing that because you're an individual and you shouldn't have to do it that's not what we're saying i'm Mm-mm. saying that the attitude changes when you're loving from a different motive mm-hmm. you're and that's what changes in grace the motive changes everything your motive changes and that's what i'm that so that's kind of what i'm thinking of is like When I'm loving my husband recklessly with reckless abandon and not doing it so that he'll notice me and notice I put makeup on or I'm cooking him a meal he loves and not and not doing it so he will praise me or thank me or do the dishes after dinner. Now, all those things are nice. But if you go into it with that expectation and you're doing this to get that, it's that performance based relationship. And in my opinion, it's really manipulative. Well, and it's disappointing, often disappointing, because, you know, men don't think the way we do. No, they don't. And actually, as far as the message of um, that we've heard for so long, and I was party to it, as far as submission, submission. goes, isn't that even true of that? Submit so that this will happen. Right. Like, and, and I know that I had a friend um, recently that was struggling in her marriage, a horrible place in her marriage, and her husband was in a horrible place. And he was not being nice. Right. And um, they went to church counseling, and the, that was the, the resounding gong. If you just do what he says. Right. But this is my favorite part of that story, because they kept saying that. And he, he finally looked at the counselor, and he goes, did you not hear what she just said I did to her? Yeah. And the counselor said, well, yes, but she should have. And he said, I think I, think I hear her now. Yeah. Just wait for a minute. And he said, I'm going to tell you that story. That This was hilarious to me. I'm going to tell the story that she just told. I'm going to tell you what I just did to her. And then I want you to tell her to submit to this. And and it was true. It was like, but I hadn't seen it from this point of view. What, so her submission is supposed to make him be better. But when in reality, it's it's the recklessness of what do you need? What do I need? What do we both need? But doing it without expecting anything necessarily in return, right. except for your relationship to get bigger and better and more explosive in that it's the submission of both, the 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 relying on both, but not necessarily for any one particular reason. I know we talked about this like with Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and, you know, um, expecting something, yeah. expecting something. I want you to do something to prove your love for me. And if we think about what love really is, it was nailed to the cross. And there's nothing more grand than that. Right. And I feel like that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you made a good point there because when I'm saying all this, I know there are obviously people out there that are not in a place in their marriage or their marriage needs to get to a point of healing before. I'm not saying this solves everything, but if you're doing things in love already, in your marriage and you, you feel you're doing them from love, but then you're doing them in order to instill some sort of reaction out of your spouse. I'm saying, don't do that. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, I feel like it's going to lead to disappointment. Most of the time it will lead to disappointment. Sometimes it won't, but I feel like it's so much more fun and it's so much more from the heart. If you're not doing it just 
out of the motive of what am I going to get in return? You know? Well, and you know, I like the example, and I, I think we talked about this before. I know I wrote a post about it before, but the autistic parent, the oh, parent yeah. that has an autistic child, and that child is completely out of control. Complete. There's no controlling. There's no reciprocation of love. There's nothing about the child that is restful, peaceful. And you see these, these parents that are just full on parenting the fire out of these kids like nobody's business and they get nothing in return. Right. No appreciation. No appreciation. Which we all feel that sometimes, but just think about, I mean, no, Never. Eye, no eye contact, no hugs, no kisses, no, no telling kisses. you I love you, no thank yous or anything like that. And isn't that how we treat God? And he still is full on. <laughs> yeah. And he's I'm full still on. this much in love with you. Yeah, and he gives and gives and gives with no expectation of anything in return, all for us. And I was telling you the story today about um, my son saying something about giving money to homeless people. And he's like, you never know what they're going to do with it. Like, they could just go buy alcohol or drugs, and why would you give it to them? And I'm like, well, we don't get to decide that, you know? Mm -mm. That's not for us to decide. It's not your money anyway. We're blessed with this money, and God gives to us all the time with without knowing what we're going to do with it. We might do horrible things with it, but he just gives everything he gives us. We could turn and do something evil with. And that's not a stipulation in his giving. And we have to give the same way. And truly, when we, I think this comes to me more and more, but I I truly believe that um, when we start to believe in God as a good parent, which we say he's good, we go, right. oh, he's, yes, God good father. Is good. God is good. I almost hate to say it anymore because it's so cliche and it's so much bigger than I ever realized. But um, God is good. And yes, he is. And he, and he gives and he gives and he gives. But when we think about what we're willing to do as parents for our children, when we right. get nothing in return, if even, you know, sometimes we do. But I mean, even from the, the perspective of, you know, a child that is not well Um, mentally and so doesn't give anything like that that that's basically what he's doing but can we imagine being a spouse from that point of view and would we I I don't I don't I know I don't I mean I know I don't no I know I don't and it's hard I mean I think I always kind of think of it in this way is that you know rarely do you get that Sometimes you do get appreciation from your kids, but they're young and they're self-centered and they don't realize all the things that you're doing all the time. And so it it goes unnoticed Mm -hmm. and often with your husband, too. Um, But, you know, (laughs) husbands usually have a job somewhere. Not all husbands have these kinds of jobs, but they get recognitions for the things they do. Mm-hmm. Like they're constantly getting promotions or awards or bonuses and somebody's patting them on the back. And a lot of moms that are stay-at-home moms don't get that recognition. And there are some people who don't need it, but a lot of people do. And so when you feel like you're never getting that from your kids and nobody's ever seeing you, you tend to use your love and affection or whatever as a manipulation to get some of that attention. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's just a bad road to go down because like I said, men don't think that way necessarily. Well, they can't possibly be expected. And I actually am on, on a, um, in a Facebook group that's moms and it's huge. And on mother's day, I was reading some of the posts and their husbands can't see him because it's a private group. And they're right. like, I can't believe that he would, that it, or, you know, he didn't do this or this or this for me. And just tons of such offense and no offense comes from the Lord. Right. So, and, and two, I love my favorite saying, you know, I love to go back to the grass hut. Mm-hmm. What does it look like in the grass hut to be married and have children when there is no mother's day and there is no birthdays and that's not what your, your thought process is. And so it's a very Americanized thought process that we somehow deserve something. And Justin, the, I guess it was yesterday went and got donuts and he brought the um, box in and he set it on the counter and he was like, did you see this? And I said, what? And he said, it says you deserve a donut. (laughs) I was like, wow. And he said, he said, what kind of psychology is that? What do you deserve? Who deserves anything? Which is a Justin mentality. Oh, yeah. If there ever was one. Because this man can work, you know, a 20-hour day and 
he just gives and gives and gives and gives. It's just how he is. I, he, he fascinates me in that. I can't keep up with it. And I couldn't be him. But we, we do have that mentality. What do you deserve? And I, I'll actually, um, well, I'll get back to it because we're going to take a real quick break. But um, when we get back, we're going to talk some more about stuff that we deserve and loving recklessly and fearlessly and two-year-olds and teenagers. So awesome. Yeah, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. The Easy Life with Jamie and Stacy is being made possible in part by KGNZ Radio. For over 36 years and counting, KGNZ has been the place hundreds of thousands of West Texans have turned for life-changing music. Find KGNZ on air within an 80-mile radius of Abilene, Texas on 88.1 FM, in and around San Angelo at 90.9, and in Lubbock on 88.5. The station also covers Snyder and Graham, Texas. Listen live online 24-7 at KGNZ.com or via the free KGNZ app. From Petra to Skillet, Stephen Curtis Chapman to Lecrae, focus on the family to 20 The Countdown Magazine. KGNZ is your local home for good news, great music. Now, back to the easy life. And we're back. So, one time my friend um, Marcy and I went to Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. Um, to one of those meetings and we're sitting there and the lady pulled up on the board and it's this huge big board and it says she writes on it what do you deserve and everybody in the room is like raising their hand a bubble bath chocolate a new car you know yelling all these things <laughs> Marcy leans over and she goes eternal damnation <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> and um, it's one of my favorite deserve stories but it it is well and the thing is is that in Christ we don't deserve that anymore. No. You know, that's the good news. Yes, yeah, that's the good news. <laughs> we still kind of act like we do. <laughs> and the truth is, is that if you are in this mindset is that you're trying to get something, you know, out of your actions, I mean, we wouldn't want our kids to act that way. And it's just, it's, I think it's just the way the world works. The system of the world works. I mean, we're just very performance-based in mm-hmm. everything we do. And we yeah. want recognition for what we're doing. Everything. Right. And, but... You know, I think if you live from that mentality, you're going to be disappointed. And instead of and thinking of it as just like, I'm going to just do this and expect nothing and just seeing what happens from it, because I really do think that you can you can change your attitude so much by that thought process. And I think it would be a contagious thing. I think it may take a little longer for some husbands to notice that you're going above and beyond. But I think it could kind of be a fun thing. I mean, I haven't tried to get my husband's out of town, but I'm going well, to. we all have our reasons. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it is true um, to love. And we, we've, we've talked about how we don't even know how to touch on this, but parenting with grace and being married with grace. Um, I think we get, we have a society that, and, I, and I've said this before, I don't make fun of Justin on my blog. Right. I could. I know you could. Um, and he has accused me of such. And I'm like, that's not making fun of you. That was just the facts. You know, I mean, <laughs> it was stating literally, facts, I could or... make it funny, but it would, I don't ever want to be disparaging to him. Right. He's wonderful. But we do have a tendency to do things like that. And so why do we do that for reaction? Right. Out of reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I, as I was kind of milling over all these ideas, I was realizing that we do a lot of things out of in order to get a reaction out of somebody Mm -hmm. we can you know wanting some a certain behavior out of someone we do things like that and I just think it's something that we need to capture and think about before we do it I mean I think we realize when our kids are doing that like they ask for things a certain way or send the youngest child in that's the cutest cutest. cutest my kids try that one all the time but you know I think that's you know, we don't want, that's a manipulation. And my husband is very sensitive to that. This, that's, that fascinated me. Can you talk about that? I think so. Um, I just feel like I, he's always called me on it when I never really meant to be. I think, I think it's just how, kind of how the world works. Like we do things a certain way, trying to get a reaction out of somebody. And it was never anything horrific or, you know, life altering, but he would call me on it. And I think he's just really sensitive to people trying to manipulate his emotions or reactions to things. Okay. You're going to have to give an example. It can be a fake example, but even like macaroni salad or what? Like, I don't know if I can think of one. 
Okay. Well, that was too on the spot. See, we don't prepare for these. We just ramble on and ramble on. Ramble on and on. <laughs> well, well, I would have to think of one that I knew he didn't care if I shared it. Okay. And I don't think he would care about me sharing it. this. Is that he? I believe that the reason is he was in a relationship that was very manipulative and more so than I was being, but then he was just very sensitive to it. And I, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think it's something that God wanted me to be aware of. And so maybe I was already aware of it in the sense, but then I was just thinking about this today with, or this weekend as I was thinking about God being reckless and how he doesn't do anything in order to get a reaction out of us or, or, or an action out of us. No, and for me, because so we both fell into the message of grace in about about August. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a little bit of a hard habit to break. Yeah. Because um, I was even thinking the other day, something was going on with Justin, and I was thinking he's so nice. I was praying for him, and he took in another little orphan, and God doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, yes, take care of the orphans, but it doesn't move him, impress him, or. Like, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, like, oh, okay, well now. And I was actually thinking about this as far as um, something really bad happened. Um, not really bad, but it was not cool. And I had the instant reaction of, well, I could not eat for the next 24 hours. And I could light candles. And I just almost was laughable. Like, I understand that there's some reverence to doing something or, you know, some symbolic something. But what this, all of a sudden I'm going to light these candles and God's going to go, oh, there she is. I couldn't see her before. <laughs> but now that now her stomach's illuminated. <laughs> now that her stomach's crawling and these candles are lit. And so we always go back to that, you know, why the cross? But I actually, so I thought of something. When Justin and I were first married, um, he always says, I like you instead of I love you. Mm-hmm. Which at first I was like, what? But he was like, Oh, of course I love you. You're my wife, but I like you. You're my friend. And he says that to our kids all the time. Well, I like you. And my kids love that. Mm -hmm. But, um, we were fighting, like kind of play fighting and it kind of turned into a little bit of a bigger argument. And I went, well, I love you. And he turned around and he went, don't do that. Save that for when you mean it Mm -hmm. and not to, I mean, that's embarrassing, but it's true. (laughs) He was like, don't no, save that for something. Yeah. And I'm pretty I mean, I'm, I have a pretty sharp tongue and I can be really no. <laughs> smart Alex. Stop. And so I can't think of an exact scenario, but a lot of the time that Dean would, it was especially in the beginning of our marriage, was when I was being a smart Alec. And he did feel like it was a little manipulation of his reaction. Mm-hmm. So... And I never had seen it that way. You know, I just never had anybody. And he didn't ever see it, get mad at me or get mean. But the same way you were just telling that story about Justin where he would just call me out and be like, oh, don't, you know, don't say that in order for me to. To get a, a certain reaction. Right, to yeah. get a certain reaction. And I was like, oh, I guess that's what I was doing. <laughs> that's funny. I know. It is funny. But, I, but I, he's I, a very people person. He's a people person. Yeah. He's, I mean, he is a better communicator than I am. I'm a lot quieter than he is. And he is a networker and he's, you know, has. I don't know. He's just probably had more experience with things like that. So it was a learn and he's older than me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I did learn. I am learning from that, but I feel like I'm still learning. But I think um, just that realization this weekend to me that, you know, that it's just a really eye opening to me that God's not doing anything. So I'll do something. You know, he's not. He's not doing anything to cause me to do anything. He just does it because he's awesome. Mm -hmm. He's great and he loves me. And he's just overflowing with this grace and love and abundance. And he doesn't do it in order for my response. Right. Right. He's not waiting for you to respond. So if we love our husbands from that place where we're not waiting for a response, and what is it? We, when I know you say this to your kids, I say it to mine. I think mom used to say it to us. Expect nothing from anyone but Jesus and you'll never be disappointed. Right. <laughs> and then it really is kind of the icing on the cake. So for me, like a long time ago, I released Justin from, um, I was just like, please, any other day, but Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, you can whatever, whatever. Right. surprise me, but you're, you're free from the obligation of that. And he ran with that. Yeah. <laughs> he does deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so it was funny because I bought him some lemon drops the other day because they had his favorite lemon drops in this candy tin and I put it on his pillow and he walked in and he goes, what is that? And I was like, it's lemon drops. And he goes, why? And I said, I bought them for you. And he goes, what day is it? 
I was like, Tuesday? Is it a little basket or a stocking? or? Yeah. He's like looking around the room and I was like, I literally just did it. And he's like, why? And I said, well, I knew you were going to be plowing. So sad. I know, it's sad. But that is sad because I don't want him to think of me that way. I know, but that's how the world works. It's not necessarily you. No. But and then I told the story again because I thought it was funny. And he didn't think it was funny because he felt bad that he thought I was doing it for that. Yeah. I mean, it's very a very vicious cycle. Like, I know, but a lot, of these lemon comes, drops? a lot of that comes from wives that aren't you and other wives that... I don't. know, but why do I still have that same bad rap know. after 25 it's not years? Fair. It's not fair. Justin, if fair? you ever do listen to this, that was not fair. He won't. Well, um, well I had... And Dean did call me and tell me he appreciated something the other day, like went out of his way to call, call me. And it was icing on the cake. Like I didn't, it was before any of this kind of revelation to me. And I, I mean, I do things all the time that he could notice, I guess, that I don't care if he does or doesn't. But he did make a point to call me the other day because I had made homemade rolls. Oh, yeah, I just like yeast. <laughs> he loves bread. He does and love bread. I, if, I was really, I don't know if it was really good for his health for me to make it every day based on how much he loves it, but he had somebody coming from out of town to dinner and I wasn't going to be home and I made a roasted chicken and I had, it was like one of those times that I had nothing to mm-hmm. make and this guy has been to our house three times and we were having spaghetti. It was so <laughs> embarrassing and we were supposed to have spaghetti that night and I was like, I can't do it. It's so embarrassing that we were having, we have a lot of spaghetti because my kids love it's it. It's just easy. It's we so had it easy. tonight at my house. You saw when you got it. Well, and he, and this guy is so nice. It's his friend and business partner that every time he acts like so excited. <laughs> I love your spaghetti. It's like, no, you don't. I literally do nothing special to it. It's a jar of spaghetti sauce and hamburger meat spaghetti. There's nothing to love about it. But I made homemade rolls. And this is how often I make homemade rolls. The yeast expired in 2014. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, It still all. worked. Yeah. They well, great. And so this is my... I found two quotes. And I think that you'll be able to... Well... The first one, whenever I hear people talk about obedience and submission, I mean, that's not a part of my relationship with Justin. Um, Well, it is in that I submit that he's my husband and he submits that I'm his wife and we have a relationship and work together and respect and and truly that partnership apart. Yes. Yes. So like, I mean, I would never go buy a car. And then call him and go, I bought a car. And he would never do the same. And every once in a while, it's really funny because he'll call and say, hey, I need to talk to you about something. I'm going to do this. I was thinking about doing this, this, and this. And I'm like, "Um, okay. Do I have to get out of my pajamas for this? (laughs) I mean, he's very respectful of me. And I I am of him, too. But um, I think that that's key in in recognizing that's our relationship. That's how we work. Not how everybody else works. Not how everybody else works. But I saw this today. um, And I was thinking about um, when we saw Andrew Farley talk. And he said, um, you don't graduate from grace to obedience. Obedience comes from grace. And when we think about... um, what it means to love in grace or recklessly and just love without expecting anything that, that it's not that I have to, it's that I want to. Right. And so I love that. Well, and that reckless love <laughs> inspires a reckless love in you. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really, he wants us to be loving others recklessly and him recklessly and without worry of what, if I, am I going to get hurt? Am I going to get recognized? Am I going to be seen? You know, worrying about all the outcomes that could happen from loving someone. You know, are they going to abuse the love I give them? Just like we we always talk about abusing grace. You know, he's not he's not thinking about that when he's mm-hmm. when he's handing it out in droves. <laughs> he's not worried about that. He's worried he's worried about nothing. He's just he just loves us. Mm-hmm. So we have to mature and work to way our way to loving that way but I think it comes from recognizing how we're loved I mean that's what that's what motivates me that's what inspires me and changes me is his love and and thinking about how he loves me um and I think that's what he he means for it to do well and I can think of two incidents one is actually your story where you talk about where you ask God to show you what he saw yeah when he saw Dean and that it changed everything for you and I've been trying to do that a lot lately. But um, my other one that I remember is when we very first got um, 
a, a foster placement, a little girl. And um, I initially knew that it was not going to be forever. It ended up being a long time, but Justin was walking the floor with her and he was singing George Strait to her. And I went, oh, Justin. And he like flew around and he went, what? <laughs> and I was like, and I knew, like, I, I hate when people say this to me, you know, guard your heart or, you know, be careful, don't fall in love and all this stuff. But I couldn't help myself. He was so smitten with her and she was so smitten with him. And so I said, I just don't want you to get hurt. And he just looked at me and he said, she will be loved fearlessly. And I was like, okay. And she was. But in that, the other thing that I think I've seen with that is um, in relationships with people parents of the foster children not the late not the last one that that's been ugly but um is that that's what I was I've benefited from so much is loving not expecting anything like you have no way of knowing what the, the outcome is going to be and at one point um during um a placement I really had the Holy Spirit feeling that he was like I want you to call her and tell her that she's the best mom Mm -hmm. and that I picked her. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And I fought like (laughs) fighting with myself all day. Like at one point, like all day, like Sophie was like, are you talking to somebody? Cause I was like, finally going, I'm not going to do that. And she like, are you talking to me? And like, no. And there's nothing worse than a 14 year old seeing you talk to yourself because they treat you like you're so stinking stupid anyway. And so finally I was like, fine. And so I did it and I sent off this text and was just like, you're fabulous. And the more I wrote, the more truth came out of it. I was like, this is true. This is the truth. This is the truth of who this person is. I love this person. And if I love her, can you imagine how much God loves her? And when we get to that place of wanting to love someone the way that Christ loves them, it's much harder to be angry, offended, upset. But I don't think we apply that to our home life. We like all all the time, it's, oh, I know. You know, it's always outside. Like, how can we love outside of our home? Well, so... From that point of view, how can I love Justin as Christ loves Justin? I mean, I don't even know if I have the capacity to do that, but I've never even said it out loud. I know, and that's what we're called to do, but we're, it is not easy. I mean, because yeah. we have to hear them chew and stuff. Yeah. Milk and, he's not, and he's not offended by that. No, he's not. He's, <clears throat> he's, oh, he's so good. He is so good. And I, I, I think that that's, um, our resounding gong we keep going back to keep it about Jesus keep it simple keep it Jesus and when you're doing that and even so I was leaving um, somewhere the other day and I was verbally accosted by someone <laughs> that hated me and um, I was so shaken my hands were shaking I mean I was just so beside myself and I had to run into CVS afterwards um, and I walked in in the cashier I was trying to put my card in the reader Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get my card in the reader and she went are you okay and I went no and so I just told her you know what happened and um she was like uh how did she say it she said oh God love you and she said and he does and he loves them Mm -hmm. and I was just like I know you're right I know you're right I need to get my wrap my mind around that in that instant he was protect he was protective of me as daughter but he was protective of that person as son he hated the entire thing for either one of us, you know, right. anything like that. But he loves so perfectly. And then when I really started thinking about that, and I, I, I did, I just got in the car and even out loud. And then Sophie was like, what are you doing? I'm like, just put your headphones on and ignore me. But it was like, show me what that looks like for you. And all he sees is the brokenness that he wants to mend. Right. And that person was... From coming from a place of total brokenness and hurt and yeah, yeah I saw somebody shared a video on Facebook the other day and I don't think it was in America but it was basically a, a surveillance video of a guy coming in with a knife and threatening in like a, maybe in an emergency room or something and the security guard just started talking to him and he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything all right? I mean, why are you doing this? And then he's like, do you just need a hug? And hugged him and the guy just started sobbing and dropped his knife. And he had, he was a musician and somebody stole his guitar and he didn't have any money. And, um, 
And so that the security guard was like, I have a guitar I haven't played in years and gave him his guitar and stuff. It was so sweet. And I was like, who thinks like that? No. And we you, don't think we like don't. that. And I don't know that I can. I mean, God help me if I'm ever in a situation like that to see that other person as as Hurting. instead of an attacker as you wouldn't be doing this unless you were in a horrible horrible place right now but too you think about that and when a husband or a wife is stressed oh yeah and who do who gets the you know the raw end of yeah. that deal and then but to instead go you know god how do you see this what do you see in this and that's not always easy i'm not talking about letting yourself be abused by any means no that's not but what we're talking about just that grumpiness nastiness what is uh, john Sheesby's um teaching that is on um goodbye grumpy yeah like, that those things fall away when you're completely yeah, he and was utterly a grumpy christian oh yeah he was and you know we all have our moments and i definitely can take my day out or week out on my my spouse and my kids and I hate that but you know I think if we get in the habit of not doing that um and and like you said asking God like what what can I do to help him right now and how how would you how can I love him through this right now um when you don't feel like that and a lot of times it's just a snickers that's true it's a lot of times just low blood sugar that's true in Justin's case, that is true. <laughs> no, it isn't, Dean. One time he sent me a text with it was a picture of a T-shirt that said, "I'm sorry for what I said while I was hungry." I know. And I was well, like, and it why is. Don't we just buy that T-shirt. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> you know, I was. I don't. I don't believe in. Like I said, I don't believe in husband bashing. I don't believe in you know belittling them in any way. I really don't. And so there's no bet in this. However, <laughs> I was thinking today. Um, the placement that we have now, uh, the little foster placement we've had for about two weeks. And she's done well. Yeah. But today was her two-week anniversary and she lost it. She's like, <laughs> okay, where am and, I and why am I here? Right. And what I was thinking is, is that if any one of my kids was acting the way that she was acting, there's certain ways that I would handle it. And I'm not allowed to handle it with those yeah, ways. Exactly. So I really was just going, you know, God, show me. Show me what you see. And he sees such brokenness, you know, and which gave me more compassion. I still did put her to bed early, but that's what I would want him to do with me. (laughs) Just go to bed bed early. But um, when I think about that from that point of view, it is sometimes that simple. You know, have you ever seen the Seinfeld skit or the Seinfeld stand up? And he's like, okay, women, you want to know what we're thinking? I'm going to tell you what we're thinking. (laughs) Nothing. We're literally not thinking of anything. Nothing is going on in our minds. And it's not that Justin or Dean or any of these men are um, not deep thinkers. So that's not, I'm, I'm not making I'm not fun of that. They're stupid. I'm it's not just saying that. It is, it's just a little bit more primal yeah. than it is with us. So, you know, Justin's really quiet or grumpy or upset. And I'm like, he's mad at me. He's got a girlfriend. We're bankrupt you know I start thinking of all these things and analyzing instead of just being loving and kind or giving him a snickers and it sometimes could really be something that simple and I'm not belittling anyone that is struggling with something bigger but um that I mean Justin and I got in a fight a few weeks ago and he had been plowing which when he plows there's no stopping him you know and um I think we barked at something or something like that. And then finally, towards the end of the night, he was like, all I had today to eat was peanuts. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I thought we were going to divorce. But no, he just had only had and, peanuts. And he, he just, didn't have the chocolate and caramel and the nougat to go. No, he didn't. He just had peanuts. And so it's not belittling. I'm really not. It's just that I think that sometimes we're overanalyzed. And then, too, and I, I saw that. That's what I was going to say about the, the website with all the women on it that were complaining about Mother's Day. It was... For me, the, the way that I saw it, it was like they, they really couldn't stop and get a card. They really couldn't do They can't show even the littlest bit of appreciation for all I do for them. Well, no, maybe they can't. I mean, maybe that literally is completely beyond them. But asking God that, show me why that evades them. I don't care, but I know some people care, right? So well, show and, me why that. Yeah, and maybe even just saying like, sh- you know, Lord, let me feel appreciated in some way and having 
your husband show you something when you've asked God for that is really an amazing experience. That's true. And then, you know, God's heard you and he worked through your husband and you can see what his capacity is. If right. it's not Hallmark, which I think cards are ridiculous now. They're like $6 a piece. They are. And I just, I what just is it? Like, is it Jeff Gaffigan? Is it Jeff Gaffigan? Jim or Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. But what's the guy that was used to be on... Um, He's the chubby uh, guy, the Brooklyn. He's like, here's a card that I didn't get yeah, that I didn't write the sentiment in, but I feel kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's six dollars. We, well, in April we have a ton of birthdays, and when I went to Target and bought just the cards, I was like, what in the world? Like Forty bucks in. <laughs> well, and so I, I just saw this. But uh, this is Andrew Farley again. I know everybody gets tired of hearing him. He's they're like. You could just go listen to his show, but the law shows us the dirt on our face. It doesn't clean it. The law shows you, you have a serious problem. Jesus says, I have the answer to your serious problem. And it, this just made me think of this. If you're, if you think you have a serious problem in your marriage, if you think you're being ignored, if you think these things and you think you can create something to make it go away, right? You're solving all of your own problems. When, if your focus is Jesus, which my thing I'd love to say is, you know, let Jesus be Jesus. If you're completely and utterly in love with Jesus, that overflow goes to your spouse. And even in brokenness, and I, I, I saw this with um, in the interview last week with Jeanette Haskam, she just exudes such love she and does. grace. Mm-hmm. And she was hurt. Badly. And, and again, you know, that place where you can come and speak from hurt is different than coming from a place of even like when I was writing this week, you know, I wasn't coming place from a place of healing. I was coming from a place of hurt, but I was coming toward healing. Mm-hmm. And that in in that grace space, it just I don't know, it, it's just a happier place to be. Yeah, and absolutely. I think I love better like that. And, you know, in our households, it's not easy. I've got three two-year-olds at the house right now and a 14-year-old and you have a 14-year-old and a 15-year-old and an almost 12-year-old and a five-year-old which is like a perfect storm it is it's a tornado it's 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 getting ugly and to love them we we do do that i think we do reach out to them and go i love them this is what they're going through like justin (laughs) i love this justin uh texted me the other day and he was like what's wrong with sophie he was out alone with her and i was like she's 14 and he was like I know. I said, what's wrong with her? I know how old she is. And I was like, she's 14. That's it. That's the analysis. She'll move on to something else. We were with some friends for the fourth and my kids weren't there. And there was three moms with 15 year old boys. And we all were just like crying on each other's shoulders. Like, what's wrong with them? I love them. God love them. But oh my gosh, his cannot be quiet. Everything is loud and with headphones on and banging cabinets and doors and stomping. And never has any idea what's going on in our household. It's like he just moved in. Mm-hmm. It's so it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And all of these people are exhausting. But loving them from a place that is And for some reason it's easier for the kids. Like I'm obviously loving them very recklessly, not expecting any outcome or a nap. <laughs> a nap. Yeah. Yeah. None of that is happening at my house. But, but with our husbands it's, it is different. Yeah. It's definitely something have an to pray expectation. about. Yeah. So um I don't know what our next episode is going to be because we've got to line up a couple of interviews, but we're going to wrap it up tonight. But as always, I would love it if you would go ahead and read our scripture for today. Luke 15, 4. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country to go after the lost sheep until he finds it? So, love recklessly, love well, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again to KGNZ. We hope you sound super cool, and we will see you next time.